0: Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 141, the review for Uncharted. Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen of the North South, East and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And here we are with a new video game adaptation in the form of Uncharted. Now, I'm not going to lie, before this film was coming out, I was curious, but didn't have much in the way of hope. I was excited to see Tom Holland step into a new franchise and see how he'd handle it. But ever since the announcement that they were going to focus on a younger Nathan Drake as opposed to, you know, the older one that people know from the games, I was just like, mate, this movie is fighting a losing battle already. And then you had that whole saga of trying to get a director for this film. And as I said in the past, Uncharted along with The Flash were sort of in this weird race to see who would get made first because they changed directors so many times so uncharted eventually got a director it actually started filming and i was like okay this is actually tangible something's happening and you can see from the outset with the way in which they decided to you know not only cast nathan drake younger but also cast mark Wahlberg in there with him not really looking much like Sully from the games this game adaptation was just (laughs) it was fighting a losing battle and then when we finally saw the first trailer come out it just came across as very underwhelming you know you had certain elements that kind of looked like the games but overall it just felt like a very run-of-the-mill generic action film with a few bits and bobs there here and there that sort of mirrored the games in terms of certain set pieces and character like you know costumes and stuff and i'm like may i don't even want to watch this movie i literally just wrote it off in my mind and i was like nah no chance but as time went on And since, you know, January and February so far, I've been pretty dead for films. I was like, I kind of need some content for the podcast. And I was genuinely curious, especially after I ended up watching playthroughs of Uncharted 1 through to 3. Now, I know I've been told, especially by one of my best friends to play the games for years, but I just never had access to them and then when I did get access to a PS3 and then the PS4 especially with the remastered collection, I just didn't have the time and plus I was out of the country without a PS4 for at least a good year and a bit so you know when you get to that point where you just know you're not going to be able to play certain games you just end up watching Let's Plays and the cool thing about certain Let's Players is that when they upload on YouTube they'll upload pretty much the whole campaign but trim all the fat so you're not dealing with any crazy side quests just doing the main campaign so you get the right balance of story content but also the gameplay and I have to say, the Uncharted games are bloody fantastic in terms of its charm, its over-the-top nature, its crazy set pieces, and how it introduces you to these really fun and memorable characters that really start to grow on you from the time that they're introduced until like that time that, that story's over. I haven't got around to watching Uncharted 4, I probably will get around to doing that at some point, but man, I understand why this franchise is so beloved, and why so many people were like, you know, was it very aggressively... <laughs> not happy with the direction that the adaptation was taking. But after seeing you know Uncharted 1 through to 3, I was like, you know what, screw it, I need to see this film now. And I have to say, I didn't mind it. It was not nearly as bad as I was thinking. Now, I have seen online that there have been some reviews that are pretty scathing, a lot of 2 out of 5s, very low reviews, people just saying that it's just not very good. And I'm assuming once the general masses get to see it when it comes out in America uh, this upcoming Friday... It probably will be buried whether it'll be more or less well received the Mortal Kombat will be an interesting thing because Mortal Kombat I feel like of all the video game adaptations we've had in the last like I'd say five or so years gets the closest to what the source material is but still found a way to introduce a bunch of unnecessary elements or change things in a way that just felt counterproductive to you know the source material and this film is interesting in the sense that You can see the very DNA of the Uncharted games in this film, but there are a number of changes and just very questionable decisions where I'm like, why was this done? But yeah, now we're going to get into the review itself, so we'll be talking about the story, characters, presentation, and overall conclusions. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump in. So the plot for this film could be summed up as the following. Our story revolves around Nathan Drake, a young street smart guy who is recruited by a seasoned treasure hunter by the name of Victor Sullivan, as they race against another treasure hunter and a mercenary to recover a fortune amassed by Ferdinand Magellan, which has since been lost for about 500 years. And that's a way for me to summarise the plot without going into the area of spoilers. Now, as I said before, I did enjoy the plot, but I do acknowledge its issues. Firstly, there's not much in this story that you haven't seen done before. The best way for me to describe this film is if you took certain elements of rush hour along with a bit of Indiana Jones and then meshed those two together, that would be the sort of general gist of what you have here And so you have a story that starts out fairly simple, but then as the characters start to discover more about what's going on and learn the history surrounding the fabled treasure, things get more complicated and grow into a more global adventure. So you have the two main protagonists that have to learn to trust and accept each other. There's also uneasy alliances, some double crossings, some family issues and some surprises and revelations about the journey and about the treasure. And yeah, these are all the sort of standard fare things that you'd expect from a treasure hunting action adventure kind of film. And it does have its own unique quirks here and there, especially when it comes to boring certain elements from the games as well. But it never really rises above being, you know, your more average kind of material. That being said, when the film works, it definitely worked for me. While the humor is definitely hit and miss, when the humor did work, I did find it quite fun. And I would say fun is the main element that I took away from this film. When the action especially was, you know, gearing up towards the end and certain portions of it along the earlier side of the story, I was smiling. I was having a good time and I could see where this film was going. And by the end of it, I was definitely curious to see what they were going to do with a sequel. This film has two post-credit scenes and they're not too long into the credits. You'll have like that sort of main credits bit with like you know the images and the musical bit and then you'll have like another sort of mid credit scene after that and i have to say i was pretty happy with them and i'm very curious to see where this franchise will go afterwards now whether it'll actually be able to go that far i'm not too sure because the reviews so far have been pretty okay to scathing on a few occasions but I feel like there is definitely enough here to make a new film that could obviously build upon the foundation of this and really start to you know dive deeper into the core elements that make the game so fantastic, but only time will tell. Alright, so now it's time to talk about the cast, and I would say for the most part, everybody did a pretty good job, though. Some people fared better than others, and some people really got the short end of the stick, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Let's start with Tom Holland as Nathan Drake and I have to say I really enjoyed Holland in this role. I think Holland has always had a natural charm and charisma that comes with his acting and he throws himself into this role as he does with every other role he's had beforehand. He's progressively gotten better in the MCU and seeing him in this new franchise you can see that he is taken all of those little steps into this role and given us a character that we actually give a crap about He's charming, he's fun but he has a little bit of depth, a little bit of drama to him and he also knows how to throw himself physically into the roles that he's in and during some of those action scenes I'm just like, mate, Holland is going at it, I really appreciate it and his physique in this film is pretty ridiculous, I'm like, good lord man, this guy is putting in the effort so I can't hate on him for that, he did a good job and then there's Mark Wahlberg as Victor Sully Sullivan and Mark Wahlberg, he was alright, it took me a while to get on board with this character just because at first and throughout a good chunk of the film he's just Mark Wahlberg playing Mark Wahlberg but I'd say by the latter side of the film I started to get on board with his character and him and Tom Holland they have this awkward kinda chemistry that at first really doesn't work that well but as you get to I'd say maybe the middle to final portion of the film they finally sort of click in a way where I felt like their banter and their chemistry sort of you know started to cement pretty well And I would also say Sophia Alley as Chloe Fraser was actually pretty good. I thought she was sassy in your face. She knew how to get stuff done. And I enjoyed her scenes with Holland a lot. Those guys had a pretty good on-screen chemistry. And I just thought Alley was pretty good, man. And then you have Tati Gabrielle as Joe Braddock. She's the mercenary in the film. And I thought she was fine. I felt like her character was a little underdeveloped. And she did fall into that sort of more generic villain role. I feel with like some development, she could have actually been a little bit more, like, you know, is it memorable? But as it stands, she looked great. She had some pretty good moments during the action sequences. I just wish that was, there was more done with her. And the same could be said for Antonio Banderas, but also on a higher level, because Antonio Banderas is one of those actors that I grew up with in the 90s and I quite like him a lot. So I'm always happy to see him in a new film but here it just felt like this dude was so underutilized and just his character he was just there to be like your standard villain man he had his moments because it was Bendera's in the role but it's just not enough unfortunately so i was just like i wish they'd done more with you but yeah that's the main stuff i could say about the cast there's one cameo in there that was pretty decent um so if you know the games you'll know who it is Alright, and now it's time to talk about the presentation, and I would say that is this film's strongest aspect, especially when it comes to the visual side of things. Visually, I feel like this film has some really nice locations, whether they be interior or exterior, and the action scenes, some of them are okay, but some of them definitely have their memorable elements, whether it comes to the hand-to-hand combat scenes that have a nice balance between you know humor, tension, and danger. Sort of like your classic Jackie Chan movies or Sammo Hung in martial law where they'll get to use a bit of the environment and certain things around them in conjunction with the action just to keep themselves afloat. And I also quite like some of the action towards the end of the film where it involves some stuff. In the sea and in the air I don't want to go into too much about it in case you haven't seen it or it hasn't been you know revealed in the trailers but some of that stuff towards the end was pretty fun I'm not gonna lie and it was nicely choreographed and then obviously you have the whole plane sequence that was one of the major things that was shown in the first trailer and I will say that sequence was actually well handled there's a lot more to it than what you see in the trailer itself and the way in which it's utilised in the film was actually pretty good. So yeah, I would say the actual was pretty solid. There were some moments where it could have been a little bit more creative, but I would say for what they did as a first entry in this franchise, not bad. And then you have the music that was done by Raman Jawadi, who obviously people will know was the main composer for Game of Thrones. Now, initially when I was listening to this film score, I was like, this feels more like Henry Jackman because of the choice of instruments, especially with the classical sounding instruments with the use of, uh, you know, was it guitars in there as well, because that seems to be one of the go-to things that Henry Jackman uses. But I was surprised to see, like, you know, Jawadi's name in the credits, but I'm like, you know, what? it's not bad. It's pretty cool I feel like this film score sort of invokes a little bit of what came in the video games, but doesn't have that same oomph But I will say it, this film score had a little bit more life to it than uh, Jawadi's score for the Eternals And now we have to talk about how this film compares to its video games now I've never played any of the Uncharted games myself. I've only seen Let's Plays online and only up to number three. However, I can say with certainty that this film, it borrows a fair few elements from Uncharted 1, 2 and 3 when it comes to the way in which its plot is structured, certain plot beats, how certain characters interact and do certain things over the course of the movie and certain action set pieces as well. However, I would say this film definitely doesn't have that same sort of charisma, charm, over the top nature, and crazy fun factor that those games have. They are in a league of their own. Clearly, this film is doing that thing that I found certain video game adaptations to have done in the last like five or so years, where it's like a proto story to the main stuff that you'll know from the video games. So you'll have a plot where they basically establish their own sort of lore and story but borrow enough elements from the games where it's just like, okay, this is like the sort of origin point before we get to the stuff that you like from the video game so that when you get to the sequel, we'll start to throw more video game references at you and dive deeper into the source of material that you like. They did it with Mortal Kombat that came out last year. They did it with the first Sonic movie in 2020. They also did it back with uh, Warcraft back in 2016 as well. And for better or worse, this is the approach that this film has gone. And I would say probably if you're a more devoted fan to the Uncharted franchise, you probably won't be as pleased with the way in which this film decides to handle certain things, change a few things, or create a few new additions where you're just like I don't remember that from the video game. Not at all. But I feel like, as I said before, the DNA of the Uncharted games is definitely there, and as the film goes on it slowly starts to morph into something that feels a little bit more familiar to the games itself. Whether we'll be able to see where this franchise goes after that, I'm not too sure. Alright so now it comes to the conclusion, and I would say I enjoyed Uncharted. And as I said, I enjoyed it more than I expected to, especially from those trailers. It will be interesting to see what the general consensus is about this film once it comes out in the states as well because that will be where this film lives and dies and i feel like i will probably be on an island on my own enjoying this film probably more so than a lot of other people that being said tom holland and sophia alley i quite enjoyed in their roles as nathan and chloe and even mark Wahlberg eventually started to grow on me as the film progressed and as i said before once the film finds its groove and gets into some of the more fun action set pieces I was just having fun with it and by the end I was definitely down to see where they'd go with a sequel whether that's gonna happen that will be down to the public and if you know the studio sees that this has like some potential to go ahead but I feel like it's a step in a good direction so now it comes down to you ladies and gentlemen what did you think of Uncharted did you like it did you dislike it did you hate it Um, do you feel like there is enough here to warrant a sequel or not I would love to hear your thoughts in the comment section below or hit me up on Twitter where I'm at HyperSonic55 or at FilmFocus55. Check out the podcast, as always, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and all those other places where podcasts can be found. And, yeah, I guess that'll do it for another episode of Film Focus. Thank you for listening, as always, ladies and gentlemen. And until the next time, this is the HyperSonic55 signing out. Peace.